Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another special edition of Entertainment Beyond. As always, I am your host, Jensen Dean Jackson, but today we have a specialty for you. I'm not joined by Mr. Air Quotes Entertainment Beyond. I am joined by the lovely JoJo. Once again, she is coming in to save you guys from having to listen to just my voice. Yeah, hello. So, JoJo, I know I, uh, I think I, I think I shared that, that, um, article with you online about the live action reboot, reimagining, I don't know what they're calling it, but a live action Powerpuff Girls, um, TV show, um, coming from Greg Berlanti over at the Berlantiverse and CW. Yeah, I'm not too excited about it. I don't have my hopes up at all. I'm honestly not a fan of anything CW related. Really, not even uh, any- well, Smallville. Smallville was not CW. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know, like Arrow and all that. I I haven't been into any of them. So first off, there's that, and then I don't know. I just feel like how can you do Powerpuff Girls live action? Like all the villains are. They're very, very out there. I, I need to see the devil in those high schools. <laughs> yeah, I need to see yeah. the fucking monkey. Like, it, it just doesn't work out. And then I don't know if you know the description or not, but the description for the TV show is that they've grown up and they're resentful that they wasted their youth um, being Powerpuff Girls and saving people. And Yeah, I don't know how that, that would work either because I feel like they're very... Uh, they took pride in, in their, you know, heroism as girls. It's very, uh, I, you know, I love Christopher Nolan and what he did for the Batman franchise uh, because it was going down a really, really bad set of uh, train tracks. But the ripple effect, and even years, years on, the ripple effect is why are we still so convinced that every superhero needs to be dark it works for batman because he's batman i don't want to see doom and gloom powerpuff girls especially don't tell me that bubbles bubbles i mean come on her name is bubbles she can't be depressed it works for buttercup because she was always like kind of curmudgeonly but the other two it just doesn't yeah and i don't know and even the casting like i haven't been thrilled about no, you're not. I don't know. Chloe. I like I, I like Chloe Bennett, but I like her from uh, Agents of Shield. It is weird that Chloe Bennett seems to be playing because she's an Asian American actress, and the way that I always saw it, they never said nothing, but the way I always saw it is that yeah, Bubbles and uh, Blossom were definitely some white girls, but Buttercup always right. seemed to be some type of uh, un unidentified ethnic background. Like, she didn't seem like a white girl. She seemed like she was a minority. Like, that's the way I saw it. Yeah. So it seems, I mean, uh, you know, I guess we shouldn't get bogged down in the, the racial background of characters that are cartoon-related. Like, the racial part isn't, like, too bad for me. Like, I don't mind Buttercup, you know? I just, I don't know, I just feel like... I don't know how to explain it. I don't know, maybe I'm just, like... Because I loved the Powerpuff Girls so much growing up. And so. we're talking about the original. We're talking about the the yeah. Cartoon Network, the 99 to 2000s, was followed by Samurai Jack and Courage the Cowardly Dog and Johnny Bravo, that Powerpuff Girls, right? 
yeah. Okay, like, we're going to talk about that funky-ass remake then. <laughs> just trying to clear the yeah, air. Yeah, the remake was also weird. I, I did not like that remake, the cartoon remake, either. So, I don't know. I just feel like you can't recreate that, like, early 2000s cartoon magic, you know? Especially live action like that. And it was um, quite a different time. I mean, not quite. Um, yeah. People always get it so... More experimental than yes, that time go. for cartoons. There you go. I mean, shit, man. I remember uh, my foster parents almost didn't let me watch it because they're like, this is extremely violent. I'm like, but it's a cartoon. Come on. Like, it's. And they're fighting bad guys. I mean, that monkey definitely needs his ass whooped. But right. now, you know. I, 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 oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I keep going. I was disagreeing with you. You were what? Agreeing with you. Oh. No, I just, uh, I was, you know how everything is cancel culture nowadays. And so I was listening to another podcast and they were um, bringing up how suspicious it was that Professor X was creating women in the lab. And it just is, I mean, at a certain point, I mean, I just watched a movie where nothing really made sense in terms of why the characters are fighting. And sometimes you just got to take reality out of the situation. The Powerpuff Girls, in my opinion, is a... Very beloved. I would actually, I would be more down for seeing a live action interpretation of Samurai Jack because that just seems like it would blend itself more to live action. I just can't, I'm, I, especially reading the description, I'm not super hopeful for this Powerpuff. I am going to watch it. I'm at least going to watch a pilot. I wanted nothing to do with the cartoon remake. Yeah. I will at least watch the pilot, but I just don't see. Like, I need, what's the name of the devil? The devil person? Him. I need him. <laughs> and I need the monkey. I need Mojo Jojo. Uh, you gotta have Mojo Jojo. If you don't, it's not Powerpuff Girls. All right. And then they, they showed the, uh, who they cast for Mojo Jojo, too. Like, is he just doing the voice or is he gonna just monkey suit him up? Yeah, maybe. I, oh, man. And that's the thing about the Berlantiverse and CW shows and stuff like that. Is, uh, they have a very cheap feel to them. Right, yeah. I'm like, especially that, that um, picture they released about the costumes, I feel like, yeah, they're a literal translation, but I don't know, they just, they don't, they look, like you said, cheaply made. Like, I've seen better cosplay. That's a sad thing, where you lend someone with cosplaying abilities beat your ass in, in a, a, a professional production thing yeah. like it just uh i saw that picture it's like they look like they could be going to an easter sunday service no one's <laughs> right. saying, who's to say that's really the power of those could be three women just trying to enjoy celebrating the lord on one of the highest of days but it does seem like their outfits change um with the other promotional um pictures that they released of the girls they're wearing like jackets and stuff well you gotta be moody they're grown up you gotta throw in some leather everybody knows that when you put on some leather this is the thing I learned about Smallville is anytime Clark Kent throw on some leather you're getting ready for an episode of a bad boy that's why I think that's what happens they they throw on the leather and they're Powerpuff Girls now they're the bad Powerpuff Girls you know what I'd actually like to see in the show I'm not sure that they will even do I'd like to see the the Browdy Bruff boys yeah, that the would Rowdy Rough Boys. Yeah, the Rowdy Rough Boys. I've been calling them the Rowdy Rough Boys since, <laughs> like, that episode. So thank you, the Rowdy Rough Boys. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah, those were always one of my favorite episodes too. It was just, it was a good show. I mean, that was a. I hate to. I feel like I'm getting old because I'm nostalgic for those. You know, I was watching Rocket Power the other day, and it started to make me, you know, a little weepy. Not because it's that show or anything. Just like, it's hard to explain how cool growing up in that era was. Yeah. Before all this technology yeah, like, ruined everything and things were a little bit more simpler and people were a lot less fucked up and it just, <laughs> it sucks. Like, it really does. Yeah, like, especially Powerpuff Girls. Like, growing up, like, I was the only girl in my family. I have two brothers. So, like, having a show that was based on girls that was still, like, super badass that my brothers watched with me was, like, amazing. Like, that show was definitely... Like revolutionary for sure. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, how many? Do you remember how many seasons it lasted for? I'm not sure. I want to say like maybe three. Was it? Man, time moves differently when you're younger. It felt like it went on forever. <laughs> I just remember it was that block right. where it was like, I think it was Samurai Jack and Encourage Calorie Dog, and then they finished off with Powerpuff Girls, and that was like a weekly thing. It was like right before Toonami happened. And then Toonami would take over and be Gundam and Dragon Ball Z and fuck, I miss those days so much. Oh man, tell me about it. Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon, fucking don't get me started on Sailor Moon, man. (laughs) Tuxedo Mask, come on. I know, Cartoon Network was like the shit back then, for sure. It was, and then they just started like taking giant shits. Yeah. Yeah, nothing they did makes sense, you know? I mean, they used to have Rick and Morty, but that's HBO Max now, so they don't really have shit. They just have weird... Cartoon Network, for me now, is like what MTV used to be at 3 o'clock in the morning, where you just turn it on and there's some weird fucking acid trip bullshit happening. Right, yeah. Like, come on. There's a couple hidden gems in there, but yeah, Adult Swim is definitely out there. It's definitely... If you're already tripping on acid, there's nothing wrong with turning on Adult Swim, because it's not going to get any worse. Just don't be on acid and make the mistake of watching cats. Yeah, no, I've seen Super Jail on acid, and that was quite the trip, let me tell you. Oh, my God, I watched that not on acid, and that was quite the trip. That was one of the things was like, this is never going to be a mistake I make. (laughs) Right. He, like, ripped the guy's head open, and the skull split open, and inside the skull was another jail, and it was like, it just, yeah, no, it was too much. But uh, do you have anything else to say about Powerpuff Girls? Are you going to at least give it uh, um, uh, the pilot uh, more than five minutes of your time? Yeah, I'll probably watch the pilot just for shits and giggles, but I honestly have no hope for it being any kind of, like, decent show. Yeah, you know, personally, I don't know if you ever watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It was a fantastic series up until the last season when... um, the last season was just shit but that show came from the same producers of the uh, Riverdale series and for me I feel like because they cancelled Sabrina it would have been cool if they just brought it to the CW where it's supposed to be and didn't bother touching Powerpuff Girls this is the thing about old content that if it's still good and there isn't too many troubling you know like a lot of things from back in the days you can't just put it on TV now because a lot of it's just fucking racist and sexist. But right. 
if there's nothing wrong with the content, you don't need to. If something is truly good, you do not need to update it. It doesn't need to be updated. We're not getting an updated version of Steamboat Mickey. Why? Because Steamboat <laughs> Mickey and those short cartoons fucking work. No one's saying like, hey, we need to spend half a million dollars to do a live slash 3D production of Steamboat Mickey because the source material is just too old. If something is good, it works. Otherwise, people wouldn't yeah. be still watching The Godfather and shit like that. People would be saying, we need to remake The Godfather. Like, I don't get this obsession with taking something old that's still really, really good, and then just, it's, it's all about money. It's not, you know, no one needs a live-action Powerpuff Girls. I don't think there might be some people clamoring for it, but I've never really bumped into anybody that was like, man, I'm really hankering for, like, live-action Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, I don't know what it is with these these companies making live action anything because I'm a big anime fan too and almost every anime has like a live action counterpart to it and it's no one's asking for this it's completely unnecessary it's just live action doesn't capture the magic that animation has you mean you you mean to tell me that you weren't asking for a shitty live action adoption of Death Note with a white guy in the lead (laughs) No, definitely not. Yeah, me, me neither. I'm not like I'm aware of Death Note, but I'm not like super into it. Like I know that the the base premise in that movie was man. I can't imagine actually being a fan of that of that. And then just I was I'm not even a fan of Death Note. And I felt insulted. I felt my intelligence insulted by Netflix's bullshit. You know. Yeah, I can't even finish it. I, I got halfway through it, and I was like, what is this? It's just, it was out there. Kind of seemed like white male fantasy to me with some of the shit that was going on. <laughs> like, not trying to be racist or nothing, but it just seemed, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like well, a mean, white male fantasy. the other main character black, so they made L black. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. I mean, I'm, I'm down for that. It's just, I know the source material. I know sometimes that these anime characters might seem like they're white. And that's the thing that a lot of people, I learned this from from my friend Princess, is that in, in Asian culture, they prefer to be lighter. Like, they want to be as close to white as possible. Most of them, not all of them. And they don't really want to be dark. So I get why the characters are drawn to look light, because in certain sects of the Asian, you know, community or culture, that's what they want. But they cast a motherfucking white dude. How the fuck you cannot have a white person His name is Light Come on dude Like that's What are you doing Yeah it's I don't know Yeah I wasn't I'm not a fan of I haven't seen really any live action interpretation That has been like Check out uh, Full Metal It wasn't perfect But Full Metal Alchemist The live action interpretation was Pretty damn good In my opinion I don't know It was okay for me they did a decent job, but I don't know. I just, it still wasn't the same magic. It's not. I mean, and there's a reason why certain things ha- should be restricted to uh, to animated form. Like, I'm watching this really fucking good show called Incredible on Amazon. That's, uh, it's incredible, man. Like, I forget how much I love cartoons and the, and the weird, um, the weird uh, stigmatism placed on adults watching cartoons because there's a lot of cartoons that are not for children at all. Even the ones that are yeah. aimed at children aren't for children. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a huge animation 
nerd. I watch like all sorts of cartoons and anime. Like I, I'm not ashamed at all. I will always watch cartoons. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Hence why I'm so apprehensive with live action. <laughs> I feel like honestly, one of the I liked Ghost in the Shell with Are you Scarlett Johansson. It was alright. I like the aesthetic of it. It was dumbed down a lot for American audiences, but aesthetically, I liked it. I don't know, maybe I should go back and like half pay attention to it, but I wasn't, from the moment they cast her, I had already checked out mentally. Because it's just, that's really fucking insulting. Yeah, they like kind of make a wraparound justification to why she's... They try to explain the shit away. Oh, it's the soul of an Asian woman. You fucking racist fuck. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it was... uh, I I wish it was somebody else, but overall, it was was pretty decent. Everybody else that was cast was really well... Like, I love Batu. He, he looked great. But yeah, Scarlett Johansson was just Scarlett Johansson. But I, I thought that movie did pretty good compa- like compared to most live action. It was good. The world around it was was good. The world around Scarlett Johansson. It just, you know. Yeah. If anybody, if, for the listeners who've heard this podcast, you know how I feel about representation. And it's... Uh, it's like really, you know, it, they have to figure at a certain point they're coming to a fucking end with this bullshit. You know, if if, if it fits the story, it's like I said on a podcast on a, a podcast with Alan a couple weeks ago. Is I had no problem with them changing the racial makeup of Heimdale because yeah, there were if you go and look in history, there were fucking black people, uh, black Vikings. It wasn't a fucking whites only party. I don't this fucking weird obsession with, you know, that being the consensus for so long in the world. But my, I, I'm I'm a huge Ghost in the Shell fan, so that's why it offended me so much. It's like, no, you're not doing this character justice. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like Scarlett Johansson, fantastic actress, but fuck off. Seriously, fuck off. Not having it. And the movie tanked. You know, go make another fucking Lucy movie. I don't give a fuck. Go be an Avenger. Stay the fuck out of Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> no, honestly, her, probably her, my favorite movie with her was Under the Skin. I don't know if you've seen that one. The one with Antonio Banderas? No, that's where she's like an android. Under the Skin. I recommend it. She's in it like fully naked too. I, that doesn't interest me in the slightest. <laughs> Come on, JoJo. I'm not a basic bitch-ass dude. Like, I, I need more than a woman being naked in a movie for me to be like, okay, yeah. No, it's it's really, it's like, really creepy. She's kind of like an android alien thing. I'm not going to describe it. It's familiar. I'm going to have to check it out. That sounds really familiar. Yeah. And then the way they filmed it, too, was very interesting. She, they filmed it in, like, rural areas of, like, Eastern Europe and had, like, lo- like real reactions to, like, I don't know. It was interesting, though. I liked it. It was very, it was creepy. It was you know, a weird, like. creepy, yeah, it was, definitely. But I, I really enjoyed it. I recommend Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. I will definitely check it out. I'll put it on the list. And speaking of enjoying... 
Yeah, if you have no objection, we'll get to the main event. It's fight night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to say it like Lex Luthor said, the, uh, the, uh, monster of atomic breath versus the king of Skull Island. Godzilla versus King Kong, or I'm sorry, Godzilla versus Kong. And I'll just say it off the top, JoJo, as I should have seen the winner coming based on the fact that in the title card, he's only referred to as Kong, which means he hasn't earned his status as king. And I don't know why I didn't see that coming. I mean, it almost seems like, like very obvious. No, that's a good point there. I didn't even really think about that. But yeah, I mean, I was rooting for Godzilla the whole time, oh, honestly, anyways. King Kong, all the way. <laughs> No, like, I don't know. My my brother has been a huge Godzilla fan since he was a kid, so I've watched all the movies with him, played the games, so Godzilla's my boy. Man, they've done like, really wrong a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's nice and chunky in these, these couple movies, so I can't complain. You mean you don't prefer your Godzilla to be asexual, having babies on its own? <laughs> Yeah, that, that movie came out when I was maybe like seven or eight, and I enjoyed it for what it was when I was a child, but oh, looking really back at it... You feel shame yeah. now? Yeah, I was like, wow, what is this? What what are they doing? Yeah, I was really into it, and then looking back, I'm like, I'm like man, I was a stupid kid, because I was really into <laughs> Batman and Robin. I mean, I was at the age with Batman and Robin, I was like, uh, I don't know, but I still enjoyed it, but I enjoyed the shit out of Godzilla. I think it had come out on the, on the heels enough of the Jurassic Park, and they made it just yeah, look like definitely. a T-Rex to the point where it was cool. And, you know, I liked the characters, but then you go back and you look at it, and there's definitely, like, some pseudo-racist bullshit going on with <laughs> them do, towards Greek people in the movie and other things that just kind of like, hmm, like, yeah, yeah, this is not so cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I like Godzilla versus Kong. I thought it would all the fight scenes were great. Um, but yeah, the like you've mentioned to me before, the the human element of it is a little unnecessary. But it's not a little unnecessary. Know. It's completely. <laughs> I'll say this, especially because I've seen the movie. You know, I saw it twice at home. <clears throat> I saw it a third time today. Just you know, thirty minutes yeah. ago at the theaters. And uh, I don't need any human beings. Like, yeah, I guess because the animals don't talk, you gotta have someone like, this is why they're fighting, you know. But you yeah, literally, just push the story. yeah, to, to you know, exposition and whatnot. But I would settle, especially because I find her incredibly lovely. You know, um, the chick that played Maya Hansen in Iron Man Three, Rebecca Hall. I'll settle for her and the cute kid and Mister, you know. Smiles, the guy who's got like such a magnetic smile, um, fucking what's his name from True Blood. I'll go with them. I don't fucking need Millie Bobby Brown. I don't need cut like you got Kyle Chandler, like he's one of America's sweethearts. He has dudes literally in the movie like one to three times, yeah, three or four times in the movie. I don't need yeah. any of them. Like, I, I really... Yeah, I didn't like how there was, like, multiple human stories. Like, they, they stuck to one, I understand, but, yeah, like, like the Millie Bobby Brown one is just, like, a little bit ridiculous. And it's creepy. It was, like, I'd be... If a, if a motherfucking grown-ass man 
was telling me that he's been chaperoning my kid around, especially in today's climate where people just steal children, I'd probably choke him. Would not shake your hand, buddy. Like who who the fuck and like that's just just not it's not appropriate. You know, if it's not my own children, I don't really want to hang out with anybody else's kids. I'm not seeking out minors to hang out with. And even if minors sought me out, I'd be like, You need to fuck off and go be with people your own age. This is not appropriate. It just was a lame storyline. Like they were basically you know, we could have we could have we didn't need them to get to the bad the bad guy who's like pretty much Vince McMahon of cybernetics, just kind of like an evil, money-hungry person. We 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 could have just stuck with that storyline and Rebecca Hall's storyline. Because those are the two people that are driving... The, the, those are When you look at it, those are pretty much the two people that are the driving factors in Godzilla facing off of Kong. We don't need... And the only reason that Millie Bobby Brown is in this movie. I'm sorry for anybody who likes her. It's not that I don't like her, but it's obvious because she's that girl from Stranger Things. Right, just the, the name attachment to yeah. the movie. Like, they, don't get me wrong. They, they get actors. They get actors all day in these movies. They've been since Brian Cranston and Aaron Taylor Johnson, but they don't do shit with them. Yeah. Like, it's so ridiculous. It's very disappointing. You know, Kyle, Kyle Chandler, I haven't seen a lot of what he's done, but I'm aware that people fucking love him, you know, from Friday Night Lights and whatnot. He must have gotten paid so much fucking money to be like, Godzilla's hurting people and we don't know why. (laughs) And then just fuck off for the rest of the movie and come back at the end like, dude, you're kind of a bad dad. Like, I get it, your wife died. I mean, plus his wife was a really bad person too. Like, that's the thing is that you put the human element in it and all I'm getting from the human element is that we just keep fucking up. We just don't yeah, we know. Suck. Yeah, we suck. We don't know how to leave the fucking earth alone. Like, that's what's so laughable about that dude's, the guy who builds Mechagodzilla is like he's monologuing about going back to being the dominant species and shit. Like, us being the so-called dominant species is what got us in this fucking hellscape. Like, you, know, yeah. you don't remember last movie, bro? fucking king of monsters like the, the, you almost decimated the planet that was humans like the only thing I'm learning is like if we just fucked off if we just stopped existing as a species this earth would repair itself and heal it would be completely oh, better like we need to just fucking if they do another monster movie like make it post apocalyptic and just have some dude who's just been surviving and he can explain everything and then just fuck off and let let them fight <laughs> Yeah, that. Uh, I hope they do make probably make a movie like that in the future, cause and just bring on like all the other like monsters in. Or well, make a Hollow Earth a movie and then just do yeah. that. You could do subtitles or something. Like I'm, I'm just the, the human element is so annoying. And if they got like, I'm not saying you know like barely B-list actors, it would still be annoying. Like you, you know, it's insulting to anybody's intelligence to think that like oh fuck I'm gonna go see that new fucking Godzilla it's got Brian Cranston I thought it did I guess it <laughs> doesn't well let's go see the sequel it's got Kyle oh he's not in it either just on the poster like stop trying to trick us we're gonna go you know why we're gonna go because it's a fucking monster mash this is this what we want to see we won't need human elements do we we just want to see him fight and that's why i'm starting the hashtag release the complete fight cut <laughs> it's a joke i'm not Are there more fight scenes 
Well, the director said that there's, uh, you know, with the, the Snyder Cut and all that chit-chat, he said that he had enough footage for, like, a five-hour movie, which I'm like, I don't need to see a monkey and a lizard fight for that long. Like, that's a, that's the incredible thing about this movie is that it zips by so fast. Like, it's so... Yeah, it did. Fucking, by the time that you, you get to Kong throwing a tree pole or a tree trunk through a fucking fake dome, like, before you know it, they've already had their first fight. And then before you know it again, the movie's like pretty much damn near over. Like it's it gets the fuck in and gets the fuck out. Yeah, and then like I don't know, I, I kind of felt bad for for that first thing uh, with Kong in the water. Cause man, that that was kind of unfair for Kong. He's completely not in his element there. But at least he had like an army to back him up. He did. I am. I know. I was talking about how you have to just let go. But physics and gravity were not a factor in this movie at all. Because there's just no way in hell, like, that ship that he was on. And, you know, maybe one ship could sustain a fucking Titan or a Muto or whatever the fuck. But not two of them. Like, what kind of fucking battleship was that? Well, I mean, we're also talking about an Earth that has a hollow world yeah. in it so so I mean. every, all every, all logic's just out the fucking window i mean i was yeah. ready to accept that more than for some insane reason i could accept the hollow earth but i bump up against a fucking battleship that can sustain two fucking you know 800 900 foot tall creatures like it just you know yeah maybe i should just let it go because i'm down for the hollow, hollow earth shit like i'm 100 not gonna question science on that one you know, I saw Journey to the Center of the Earth 1 and 2, so I'm cool with Hall Earth. I'm not cool, however, with a battleship that can sustain giant monsters. Or airlifting Kong. I yeah, like, what? Well, come on. Like, there's obviously some, you know, at the end of the movie, because obviously it's Godzilla versus Kong, so anybody's going to, if they're like me, naturally compare it to Batman v Superman. And I will say hands down, even though I love Batman vs. Superman and you still can't tell me shit on it, this is how it should have been done. Godzilla vs. Kong did Batman vs. Superman the right way. And it was I was running through my head as they were fighting, and I just started saying the lines from the end of the movie when Kong was on the ground and started saying the Superman lines about their, you're letting them kill Martha and all that shit. I'm like, how awkward would that have been if he just, you're letting them kill him. Martha. Mothra. And <laughs> Mothra. <laughs> Godzilla. How do you know that name? <laughs> but no, they, they did it the right way. Like this was, I would, I could have done with, you know, at least one more fight between them. I feel, I don't know what you got from the ending, but I felt like it was left ambiguously. Because I know when Godzilla roars like that, all the other monsters bow to him, but Kong just yelled back at him so was we have a stalemate do we need the Godzilla vs. Kong too? I think they they just kind of like came to an agreement I guess like they're both alpha I don't know I don't know how that works if you can't if you can have two alphas like that but I guess what I took from it was Godzilla kind of just came to an agreement with him like I think Kong definitely sees Godzilla more of a main alpha, but, like, still respects his own territory. I don't know. You heard what just chill. Rebecca Hall said Kong bows to nobody. Yeah, that's true, but, I mean, he got his ass beat. He did. The first time I saw it, I was reading a review, and they said that Kong lost. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, 
But then, no, after seeing it, you know, two more times, like, yeah, he definitely got in Godzilla's ass in Hong Kong, or Japan, Hong Kong, yeah. Yes, but in Hong Kong. He, uh, he lost. I mean, if we're talking Godzilla, we're talking King Kong versus Mechagodzilla, he won. But if we're talking King Kong, we're Kong. Jeez, I just keep saying King Kong. If we're talking Kong and Godzilla, then yeah, he lost. You know, I'd say the water fight wasn't fair. You know, because he was out of his element, I'm surprised you ever were even willing to give him that. But yeah, yeah he kind of got his fucking shoulder took out of its socket and his chest caved in just a tiny bit just a little bit just like a smooch it wasn't that much but enough to lose i guess i mean like you said he hasn't been crowned king yet so there might be a possibility where he can become more powerful because right now i thought he was i don't know it just seems un un unfeasible for him to beat Godzilla in any way. Even with all the tools that he has, like, Godzilla's just a, a monster. is like, the monster. He is. He is. There were a couple times, though, where he was on the ropes. You know, if he would have applied yeah. a little bit more leverage when he had his jaws open, he could have just ripped his fucking face off. Yeah, like, that's don't true. get it fucked up. Kong is <laughs> a fucking beast. Those crazy smoke dragons that I definitely could have stood to seen more of an extended fight, he fucking handed those motherfuckers their ass. Yeah. Like, with, with like, no fucking question about it. Like, King Kong is fucking dope. Whether you're talking about this version or Peter Jackson's version, like, King Kong is a fucking beast. No pun intended. Uh, how, did, how did you feel about Mechagodzilla? Did you know that he was going to be in the movie? Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. Um, I don't know. That's only that's a surprise to me. I do all that, that fucking behind-the-scenes shit, you know? I follow yeah. some people who have YouTube shows that are kind of like mine, but specialize in news. And, uh, yeah, there have been... Well, you know, that's a fucked-up thing with this, this virus, is that all these... They, they make these toys, right? And there's only so long they can hold these toys back. So I've actually seen, yeah. like, high... I had seen high-resolution screen grabs of Mechagodzilla. I'm like, whatever, like, you know, that's cool. I'm down with it. Like, there's... You know, you could try so hard to avoid it, you know. And I guess if your life is really, really busy, then you don't know. But for me, I mean, it's, I feel like at this point it's part of my job. If I don't know this shit, then I'm not doing my job. So, yeah, I was aware of Mechagodzilla. I feel like, uh, you know, again, it was it was cool. Uh, but, the, again, it's like these humans, they just be fucking up. It almost seems like, you know, they they want to fuck up on purpose. And I was, I mean, I was a huge fan of Mechagodzilla. I thought it was fucking cool as shit. I really did. I thought it was kind of cheating that, uh, like, just, just cheating a little bit. And I thought they were fucking nuts to fuck with Ghidorah. I thought, you know, Ghidorah, Ghidorah, however the fuck you say that three-headed thing's name. Think Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Um, I thought they were just going to clone him. When they have, you know, I don't remember if that was an extra scene or whatnot, but they got the skull. Yeah, I didn't think that they were going to go, like, this fucking far with it, though. But it was it was cool as shit to see Mechagodzilla in, like, live action. I think that, I believe that's the first time, maybe? At least the American version of Mechagodzilla, I'm not sure about. Original. The Toho ones? Yeah, the Toho ones. Yeah, this, I, I like... 
I totally didn't know that he was going to be in it. So as soon as, like, that first scene where you see the eyeball, though, I was like, oh, my God, no way. Like, they're going to bring back a Godzilla. I thought it was super cool, too, that they brought him to, like, the big screen, like a big Hollywood movie like this. They definitely spent all the fucking money on the uh, effects and evil, uh, let's just call him Hispanic Vince McMahon, for lack of a better term. He definitely spent all the fucking money because that thing just, I mean, that thing was handing OG Godzilla his ass. And it was, it was very, I know in street fights, like, there's no such thing as rules or whatnot. But, like, man, that's mean. You know, you hit him with the atomic fucking sucker punch and then you got shoulder mounted um shorter uh, shoulder mounted rockets like the thing was just way overpowered yeah it's it's kind of scary to think about like why a human would build that yeah especially if godzilla's been it's it's been established as long as there aren't any other fucking mutos or titans or um kaijus kaijus there you go the original term then, uh, then Godzilla's cool. He seems to be, you know, in it's the antagonization that goes all the way back to the the first uh, of this set of movies, Godzilla, where they dropped an atomic bomb on him. You know, it's it's humanity fucking with animals when animals yeah. oftentimes just want to be left alone. So it's perplexing, like you said, that they would build the Mecha Godzilla almost I mean, like. You I know, guess. Because the, the dude that piloted, his dad died in the last movie. Oh, did he? Godzilla. Yeah, he's uh, the dude that's like, let them fight. That was his dad. Oh, shit. I so I guess there, there could be like a grudge there because his father died, you know, trying to save Godzilla. But like, but, you can't justify your grudge if your grudge kills a bunch of other people. That's true, yeah. I definitely misplaced grudge if it was... That. They didn't really like go into it at all, though. So no, like they were just kind of just very, typical bad guy. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely with something under. I mean, they're not as bad as I don't remember what the organization in uh, in the number and Godzilla King of Monsters with the dude from Game of Thrones, but uh, they were definitely bad guys. Like these guys seem more like, especially the guy the pilot when he tells him to get the fuck in the chair. It's kind of like, well. Guess we know who the real bad guy is. Like, this guy seems to at least be smart about this. Like, not all the way smart enough to, you know, not meddle with things you have no right to meddle with. But uh, out of the two, evil Hispanic Vince McMahon seemed like definite, definite bad guy. He definitely had or was trying to have the bad guy monologue before he got killed by his own creation. Yeah. I definitely, what'd you think about the Hollow Earth, though? I, I was thinking, especially when I saw it on the big screen, that uh, they could spin off and do a Hollow Earth movie. You could even just call it Hollow Earth. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, at first I thought, you know, maybe it was going to be kind of cheesy, but I, I really like the, the split, like, scenery of it. How, like, you know, you can jump up into the other side. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I love that scene with Kong where he just kind of jumps into the other side. Um, and yeah, like, it would be really cool to see a movie with all the other, like, kind of creatures and monsters that live there, too. And now that Kong is free and has his own space, too, like, 
that could definitely be a movie where he establishes his his reign. And they establish that they have so many cool ass little creatures just in that one scene where they're flying and he's running and there are all these different creatures uh, running around like I think it would be a pretty cool fucking movie to see yeah I'd be done I'm always down for more monster movies you know maybe just leave Godzilla out of this one let Kong do his thing (laughs) yeah I feel like Kong needs like one more solo movie and like Godzilla's gotten you know his two and now this one so he's got he's got a good amount of movies under his belt that's funny how that works out because it's kind of the same way they did Superman. It was like Batman, I know, not in that universe. It wasn't directly, but Batman's had so many more than Superman. And yeah. it's just funny how things work out sometimes. But yeah, I definitely, you know, because that's, in my opinion, I know I just said that I'm not thrilled with the human element in these movies, but I'd say the best human element, pound for pound, had to be Kong Skull Island. Like, those, it fucking made sense why they were there. Like, for me, I didn't question, I didn't even question or bump into John C. Riley's character. It all made sense. But, like, you know, it was, it was a little bit funnier. It was more entertaining to watch the humans in Skull Island, too. Like, especially John C. Riley. I love John C. Riley. So, they just, yeah, it was definitely way better written for the humans in that one than it was in Godzilla vs. Kong. Or Godzilla King of Monsters or (laughs) or Godzilla. Like, I'm... It just... I mean, and even the guy, what's his name? I think his name is fucking Charles Dance or something. I don't know. British actor. You know I'm talking about. The guy who played the father in Game of Thrones that was cool that his siblings were fucking hers. Children were fucking each other. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I never watched Game of Thrones, oh, actually. Oh, man. Well, he was also in Underworld. Okay. Like, the later ones. Not the good ones, but, like, the later, later ones. But he's been in a lot of shit. I can't remember his name. But, like, he was the the exception because he's really good at playing a villain. Like, he's just like, man, you're such a good fucking actor at being a villain. Like, he's one of those guys that... And the actress just captivating to watch. And so I enjoyed that. You know, I thought that it's it's been interesting to watch O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s career, um, Ice Cube's son. Because, uh, of course, you know, for anybody who knows, he started his acting career playing his father in Straight Outta Compton. But he is, uh, I feel like he's still trying to find his move, or his move, sorry, his groove. Because, uh... You know, after that, he did Den of Thieves. I just feel like his roles haven't been the greatest, maybe. And he kind of played generic army guy number two in that. I just, I don't, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I just think that he's got to get meteor roles. I feel like the only good actor, like the only good human element was the bad guy who was like, you know, we're going to fucking release all these titans because once again, we've got to fuck Godzilla up, which is still something that I just don't, I don't get. Like, is that just a human thing to see something more powerful than you? And it's got, is it it the classic Moby Dick uh, syndrome where you just, you see something, you're just like, it's my white whale. I gotta, I got to. Because in, in the Toho versions, they're like, you know, I'd seen a couple of Toho versions, and 
they have almost a different, a completely different relationship to Gojira than humans like Americans. Maybe it's just the American element of uh, us being fucking idiots and not knowing, you know, like, hey, we can't be fucking around with this untamable element. Right, yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's the American element to it. Because like you said, yeah, the relationship and the Toho ones is like way different. Did you also like pick this. up, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Did you pick up that evil Vince McMahon? I don't even know I'm saying evil Vince McMahon. I could just say Vince, Vince, Vince McMahon <laughs> said uh, Gojira. Did you pick that up? Yeah, yeah, I did see that, hear that. Did you also pick like up? The, the only one that said that. Yeah, then, and did you also pick up the homage to the original King Kong, the Easter egg where Kong is uh, hiding on the skyscraper? I don't remember him so after, he, after he hits Godzilla with that uh, the Iron Man axe I'll call it that oh uh, okay and then Godzilla's looking for him and he's hiding he's got like a fucking he's got a I don't know what you call that shit the shit they use on construction sites a crane and he's hiding <laughs> on a skyscraper and it's like legitimately an easter egg to the old school Godzilla, or yeah, yeah not old Kong. school, old school King Kong of him on the uh, Empire State. I guess it was so obvious; I didn't even realize it. It was those cool little things like that. It was just like, man, they like at least the director of this movie like really knows his shit. Yeah, I mean, even like when he he was being airlifted in one of the earlier Kong movies, he was airlifted by balloons too. Man, that's right. Man, they're like really deep cuts on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell that they, you know, obviously love these characters and brought them to like this century, but yeah, the human part of it was just needs some work. And the director of this movie, <laughs> actually, I'm not sure if you know this, but the director, Adam Wingard, who's done a couple of other movies, is his next project, he has said. He wants to do a. They've now they've in the news they've called it live action, but when I read it, it says um, CG. But he's doing Thundercats. Oh, okay. That should be interesting. Uh, Thundercats was a little bit before my time, but like my parents used to watch it. So I mean, I used to watch a little bit of it when it was on like Boomerang. <laughs> yeah. I think they still have it, you know. It's before my time. Yeah, they did do a a reboot of it. Yeah, they've done a a couple of, I think, a couple of different reboots. I've I've actually, I don't know Thundercats that much, but you just look at them. Like, I remember, I don't know if you remember uh, Wizard World magazine, but they used to do these articles. It was a really cool magazine in, like, the early, early 2000s. And they do these these different, like, what-if scenarios, and, like, they were casting live-action Thundercats and live-action um, what's the name of that cartoon with all the people that dress in bird costumes? I can't fucking remember it. But it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like man, can't remember the name of it, but they all have these different bird-looking outfits, and they have like, it's almost like Power Rangers. Can't remember Sounds the, familiar. Can't remember the name of it, but yeah, they, they, they like, you know, Dreamcast was movies, so I've been looking forward to a live or well just any version of Thundercats movie just because the look of the characters is so fucking cool and so that's what the director of this movie is doing his next movie is Thundercats okay that sounds pretty cool I'd be excited for that 
but they said it's going to be a a mix between CGI and cartoon, whatever that means. Like I think you could get away with doing live action. It would look strange, you know. Just don't don't do the cats thing. Like yeah, do the full prosthetic. <laughs> no, don't like don't take CGI fucking whatever animal bodies and put human faces on them. Like. Go, go all the way into the weeds, you know? Prosthetics, go. Go fucking Re- Rebecca Romaine Stamos, Mystique, and X-Men with it. Get fucking deep into it. Like, you, you'd be surprised how amazing you can do, or like, what, what you can do, sorry, I'm a little tired, what you can do with, um... More practical effects. Yeah, practical effects. There you go. Sorry, I'm tired, and, you know, <laughs> the theme of the, the podcast is always smoking a little weed, so... I'm tired, I'm stoned, I'm not going to lie. And I'm a little old. So I'm having trouble with my words, you know, kind of like Joe Biden, but like not. No, but I totally feel you on that. I feel like practical effects definitely brings that real-lifeness to movies that CGI just doesn't, you know. Can't capture CGI the might like, magic. Right, yeah, CGI might look polished and expensive and I don't know what else, but I... I don't know. I feel like a lot of the times it, it's just used unnecessarily. Like, you're just kind of being lazy at some point, you know? Yeah, overindulgent. But yeah. uh, have you ever seen a movie, um, John Carpenter's The Thing? Yes. That I'm to actually this wearing a, The Thing shirt right now. Hey, hey, yes, <laughs> fuck yes. To this day, that has still got the best practical effects. Pound for fucking pound. That's, that's my favorite horror movie just because of the the VFX and it's proof fucking positive that you can do amazing shit with practical effects you don't need computer generated it just that's why I hate the uh, prequel of the thing because they rely it, it, it strips the movie of all of its magic because they rely on computer generated effects right like I'm not super big on horror films but 80s body horrors with practical effects I love just because of that that reason because the practical effects of it is just like amazing to me it's fuck man like you you, you, you almost you, you just can't beat it that's why jurassic park is still amazing i mean because they to this day yeah it holds day, up really well yeah. and you can definitely tell like especially with you know by the time you know 2024 comes around we're gonna have like 30k tvs for some weird fucking reason and you're gonna it just Movies like that that rely heavily on CGI don't tend to age that greatly. Like, you go back and you watch the original X-Men movie and the end fight between Sabretooth and Wolverine, it looks kind of bad. <laughs> it doesn't look great. It doesn't yeah. look bad, but it doesn't look great. No, I feel you on that. There's been many movies with questionable CGI. Dodgy at best. Dodgy. <laughs> but uh no i thought the and it's amazing how far technology has come in terms of cgi like i was watching the mummy which is i mean it's you know what was no it was the mummy returns and uh oh man the rock looked really bad like that was really bad cgi for his scorpion king whatever the thing but uh it's just amazing like that one scene in godzilla vs kong where the boat flips over and then he finally gets free of the chains so he flips the boat back over and you have the waves splashing 
and you know then the waves calm down and kong rises and shit and it's just like that's amazing man like it's amazing to me as much as i was just talking shit about cgi it's amazing that we've come that far that you can make waves that look real like that like fuck the giant monkey it's amazing that you can make <laughs> fake water look so real yeah that's that's how i def- like with water especially that's kind of how i felt with like with pixar movies um like i remember watching like the making of um what's it called finding nemo and i was like the water looks so crazy like good like i just remember thinking like in the when they're in the mouse whale um it was just crazy like how technology can make something animated look so real Yes, we've come so far that, you know, people like uh, Kanye West bring back uh, Kim Kardashian's dead father and from the dead, like that Tupac hol- uh, hologram. The hologram. Thing. Yeah, like, the, we've, we're fucking, man, things are getting so fucking dystopian with our technology. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, did you see that thing that was going around for a while? It was like My Heritage, and you can upload a picture that yeah. will animate it for you. Yeah, they would fucking... I, yeah. You didn't I try did, it? That was, I did try it with my my grandparents, or my great-grandparents, and it was insane. I was like, wow, this is so crazy. Technology is super crazy. It's like uh, the pictures in Harry Potter when I read that. That's what I thought yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, eventually we're going to be able to hang them moving like that. It's so crazy. Technology. And then the robots will come for us. <laughs> we're going to fuck up somewhere along the line. Yep, and Skynet or, or fucking Genesis or whatever the fuck is going to come for us. It'll only be that or it'll be a fucking fucked up scenario like fucking the whole storyline of Wally. And why that was a thing. Because we fucked up yeah. human beings. Like, it'll be one of those two. I feel like Wally is definitely our future at the rate we're going, unfortunately. Technology has made most of us soft. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love technology and shit. It's, you know, we couldn't, we'd be in a far worse off place, especially with this virus, if we didn't have the advancements in technological science and whatnot. But we, you know, it's like, you can you can say all you want to that you have the best intentions when you open Pandora's box and you say you're just going to stare into it, but eventually you will want to reach into the box. And that's when we're going to, like, we will be our own fucking downfall. They proved it throughout the, the Godzilla movies. We're the right. reason that, that, that shit's all fucked up. Like, yeah, the, it's, it sucks. Like, technology has brought so much goodness to this world and has helped us advance so much but at the same time it has made us so ignorant and yeah that's definitely shows in every single sci-fi movie ever and if we can't learn from that i don't know how else we're gonna learn really we're not gonna learn like man desperately wants to play god playing god is what uh led to the fucking african killer bee crisis like those are not you know those are not of this earth that's something that was created in the lab by man because we have this obsession obsession with playing god no that's that's only ever fucking led to downfall i mean in movies engineering yeah fucking around with shit 
genetic engineering, I can, I know, it's like a weird, like, morally touchy subject. But without it, we wouldn't have been able to, like, come up with so many medicines. And, you know, that's how we're looking for cures for cancer and AIDS and stuff like that, too. I mean, if they really, if they, if they really wanted to cure cancer and AIDS, they could have done it, like, forever ago. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I was just, I, I just finished Young Justice, and, you know, they came up with, you know, the, the mutant gene, and um, Bumblebee, when she had her baby, she microsized herself and changed her baby's DNA to help her advance in the human race as well. And it's like, you know, the moral stuff of all this technology is, you know, it's, it's always there. It's, it's crazy. It's just, it's so weird. Yep, you can't ignore it. It's funny yeah. that you brought Young Justice up because I, when I was watching, especially the third season, I think it's Young Justice Outsiders, uh, yeah. every end of the episode just has a super anime thing happening for the credits. And I tweeted, like, this is the most anime TV show I'm watching right now. And then someone DM'd me, like, what are you watching? Like, Young Justice. And, like, that's not anime. I'm like, dude, go watch the fucking credits. It's just soft, cool-ass music and, like, a dog sleeping. That's yeah, anime just, as fuck. <laughs> just very, I don't know, especially after, like, a heavy episode and they just have something like that. It's yeah. very... It was ominous to me, almost. Hey, I appreciate it, because I remember episodes like Inuyasha, where it'd be something like that, it'd be like a heavy-ass episode, and then just be soft music playing, and like someone just standing there waving at the camera while petals fall from the sky. It's like, I'm confused by this shit. Is this supposed to make me feel bad for what just happened to Inuyasha? Or like, what, are you trying to lull me into a false sense of security? That's funny. I was just talking to my friend how Inuyasha has some of the best you know, opening and ending music. It's got great music. I don't know why I always try to sing along to any anime opening music, because I'm always almost, like, even from the first note, gonna fail. Because one, it's not in my language, and two, they're way faster than me, but I don't it's know. It's too catchy. It, it's always super fucking catchy, especially the Dragon Ball shit. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. They, and, <laughs> you know, I didn't know that, like, the non-American version of Dragon Ball and shit is kind of like some of the characters are super sketchy. You know, I told my baby mom one time, she's like, oh, this is lame. I'm like, no, it's super cool and it's child-friendly. And then Goku made a bet no. with Master Roshi that uh, if something happened, he'd let him see his wife's chest. And I was like, okay. I didn't know huh? Dragon Ball Z was like this. Like, um, I didn't know. Yeah, a lot of Older animes are... Uh, actually, all animes are honestly kind of pervy. Yeah, there's there's no getting around that. Like, they yeah. can... Even, even in the American version, like... I mean, I definitely knew Master Roshi was a pervert. Because I read the mangas, too. But yeah. I, I didn't know that the cartoons were, like, going that hard. You know, I guess when it's, you know... The after hours, 11 o'clock at night, Dragon Ball Z. It's cool, because the kids should be in bed. So if yeah. Goku wants to talk about, you know, letting another one, letting another man look at his wife's chest, I guess it's okay. <laughs> but anyways, because um, we've gotten just all over the place, yeah. and Mr. Air Quotes Entertainment Beyond would not be happy with that. So let's circle back around, and uh, you know the rating system is four puffs or four stars, so what's your rating system for 
Godzilla versus Kong? I will give it a two and a half out of four puffs. It was entertaining. I liked all the fight scenes, but overall, as a movie, it was it was just okay. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna give it two and a quarter. I don't even think I can make it to a half. And you know, I really do consider giving it two stars because the human element. It's just any time you have a monster mash or anything to do with the the kaiju's, and you go to the ele- the human element. It's like it kills the momentum. It really just kills the momentum. It's kind of like let them fucking fight. I mean, it's not as cheesy as Godzilla is, where they're getting ready to throw down and the doors close. You're like, what the, f- what the, hey, one of those human people go out there with the camera and you be the sacrifice because we need to see this fight. Like, at least they don't do us like that. But it's still like, anytime there are humans involved, it's like, come on, these fucking guys again? Yeah. I feel that, yeah, definitely why I wouldn't give it more than two and a half stars. Absolutely. Or puffs. Stars, puffs, it doesn't deserve more. It's not that I don't want to give it more, because I love the fighting, but it's just like, I can't justify, you know, and, and everybody was, nobody was having any of Millie Bobby Brown. Like, Twitter, when the movie premiered, were like, why the fuck? Like, you know, we love you, Millie, but we don't fucking want you in this movie. And, you know, it's nothing personal, Millie. You know, you know you got paid, girl. So you secured that bag. But fuck off. Don't come back for another movie. Nothing personal. None of you guys need to come back. I mean, the lovely Rebecca Hall and the cute Aboriginal girl, they're welcome. Alexander, you're welcome. You know, just keep smiling, buddy. You don't need to do anything but smile. But the rest of them can fuck off. Oh, and did you know, by the way, I was trying to figure out where I knew the the handsome young Australian guy from. It's fucking Fire Fist from Deadpool 2. Oh, okay. Like, where the fuck do I know this kid from? Like, I know him from something, and it took seeing him on the big screen. Like, oh, fuck, it's Fire Fist from Deadpool 2. I did enjoy his character, though. He was pretty funny. He was funny. You know, you gotta, I guess, I suppose you gotta have some comic relief. I mean, if they're gonna, I, I just, like, there's this one Godzilla movie that I heard about on another podcast, um, on the Fat Man Beyond podcast, the Kevin Smith podcast, and his co-host is talking about this Godzilla called Shin Godzilla, and he said that the human element in that movie is really good, so I'm gonna check that out, because I would like, a, you know, if you're gonna have someone that's supposed to be like, a voice for the crowd make them appealing because you can't just hire famous actors and then not give them shit to do yeah I'm sure it must be I, nice I, to I, did I haven't watched Shin Godzilla but my brother has and he really liked it he said it was a pretty good movie is it live action or is it cartoon it's, it's animated okay not that I can't do animated man I fucking love animated movies it's just that it's, it's sometimes it can be hard to find quality animation yeah. And, like, it's one of those weird Netflix animated, like, half CGI kind of animated. Those are a little bit hard for me to watch. Okay. It's an oh, awkward man. kind of animation. Yeah. You mean, like, you know the 2003 Spider Man MTV series? I don't even remember that. Yeah, that was the one with Neil Patrick Harris voicing Spider Man. No. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> and oh, it my was God. Like I gotta look 3D. that up. 
Yeah, check it out. It was pretty wild. I think it only lasted for barely one season. Yeah, when I think of that kind of animation, I think of Code Lyoko, and I could not get into that show because of it. Remind me again, because that sounds really familiar. Code Lyoko is like kids that like went inside a computer. They went in the Matrix, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. It was better than fucking. Do you remember a show called what was it? Reboot. Yeah, that show was really weird too. Yeah, that That was was like. I didn't know what it was like to be on acid as a child, but I surmise like this was probably the closest <laughs> I could come to it. Yeah, that was weird. And he had like these weird like dreadlocks that weren't dreadlocks. Yeah. It was a weird ass show. But Code Lyoko, I liked that. And I kinda it kinda felt like in the same vein a little bit. I mean they weren't learning shit. They were kinda a little bit, so it kinda felt like a uh, magic school bus. Except that animation though I couldn't do it kind of like um speaking of like kaijus and stuff um what's it called Pacific Rim I really wanted to watch the Pacific Rim cartoon thing on Netflix too but same thing the animation I can really get into it yeah I wasn't really into the I was aware of that show but it just I have an issue with uh Stuff like that, where they just spin it off and it's like this, none of the characters and that's the funny thing about Pacific Rim is that both of those movies had compelling as fuck characters. Like, I liked Idris Elba and Charlie Hunnam and fucking John Boyega's characters, and I'm I'm blanking on the Asian actress's uh, real name, but I I liked all of them and like, that shit was compelling like, if you're gonna draw comparisons and shit like that but I just, yeah, I, I knew that they were coming out with the animated, and you can't really even call it animated when you're using 3D. I mean, it's animated blended at best. But yeah. I get, I can get what you, it, it, it is a weird kind of strain on the eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, it just gets, it's hard to get used to. It is definitely per, per uh, geez, I need a nap, apparently. It's perplexing, <laughs> yeah. But, uh... I think that wraps it up unless you had anything. You know, sometimes if, if when I'm hosting with Alan, one of us will have some news. I do actually have one piece of news, and that is that this movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, has made, it's the highest grossing movie of the COVID era. I did hear that, and I'm super glad that it's actually doing pretty great at the box office, because times have been tough, man. Oh, there have been a lot of movie theaters. There's a one really iconic movie theater I just found out about. It's really sad that where they do most of their screenings at. I can't remember the name of it, but there are two really iconic theaters in L.A. that are shuttering their doors because of this shit. Like, this, there's not really much. I don't really... I mean, I feel bad for anybody who's losing their job in this climate with the virus and shit right now. But I'm not really crying over bars because I never gave a shit about a bar. I definitely don't give a fuck about a Starbucks closing down. But when I start hearing movies are in trouble, like movie theaters are in trouble, it makes me panic because, like, movie theaters are my home away from home. Like, that's, it was really, really fucking nice to go back to the movie theater. Even though yeah, it was so. probably a little stupid to do, it was nice. You know, I've been a good yeah, boy this entire year. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, I love going to the movies. There's something I don't know. It's, uh, my first job was at a movie theater, and yeah, I just I've always loved going to the movies. As a kid, we went like every weekend. Like it was always like something special to me too. 
something magical about the movie theater, you know? And it was like, it was me, like I told you, it was me and three other people. And that's before, pre-COVID, that's kind of the action that I would get. Because I, I, I didn't, I mean, there is something magical. Like I went to see Avengers, the pre-screening, you know, at like three something in the afternoon with a bunch of other people. It was so packed in theater, I'd sit in front. And that was magical just because of the reaction of the crowd. I saw The Force Awakens in a packed theater, and that was magical. But, you know, I don't really need the magic, uh, you know, like that. Like, I like going to see most movies in the middle of daytime because I know all the little asshole kids are at home and the irresponsible parents are at work. So no one's going to ruin my good time. You know, most of the time I get a theater myself. So that was the experience of uh, my theater viewing for Godzilla vs. Kong. And I think that'll uh, that'll be what I'll do. Like, um, Mortal Kombat comes out in a couple weeks. I think I'll watch it at home first. And I'll go see it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also the ripple effect of Godzilla versus Kong making the most amount of money, you know, during COVID times is that it's giving Warner Brothers um, some regret about their decision to put every single movie on their slate for this year on same day and date as HBO Max and theaters. Man, I mean, they've been getting a lot of pushback from directors, too, about that. So, I mean, I know they're they're stressing about that decision. I think they've decided that they're not going, that they're going to just put Dune in theaters. Oh, really? That was one I was kind of excited for, because I have a baby now, so it's kind of hard going to theaters, but... I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I'm really not sure. It would be really unfair... Because I've heard that it's really fucking good. And I'm excited to see it. Like, I'll go see it. I don't give a shit. I'll see it on uh, at home and in theaters. But I, the thing that our listeners should know by now, because I've said it so much, is that these fuckers don't care about us. Like, it's all a bottom line financially for them. I mean, uh, why not? The, the way that movies get made, you know, short, short version, is they take a giant loan out at the bank. And so to repay that loan, they need the movie to make almost triple what it, what it cost. And and the other thing that people don't consider is like the cost of a movie total isn't just, you know, hiring directors and and all that shit, but it's all the after stuff, you know, the post production, then the fucking promotional tour and all that and talking about it like that's all calculated into the the total sum for what the movie cost to make. So most of these movies have to make triple or quadruple what they they cost to make before they even are considered profitable. And so with Godzilla vs. Kong, I guess they didn't expect that people would really want to see these guys go at it. And yeah, people have been showing up in force to watch these guys go at it. And it's given... Unfortunately, I feel like, you know, they it would just be so fucked up with Warner Brothers or AT&T, I should say. Because they're, they're the ones who have made most of the shit possible. So it would be unfair of AT&T to go back on the promise. But like I said, at the end of the day, they basically just care about money. Like, you know, no one, no one should get it fucked up. Anybody that wanted the Snyder Cut like we did, it wasn't because we wanted it. It was because they could drive up the subscription numbers for HBO Max. Yeah. It's a, it's a grim reality, but it's a reality nonetheless. No, I know they they made the decision that 2022 they weren't they're not going to do the release um, same day 
like they are for this year. They are going to. They have. They have, however, shortened the window. It used to be 90 days that a movie would be in theaters, you know, especially if it was like a big tentpole movie. And now they've shortened the window. I believe they shortened the window to 60 days, which is even like it's nuts. So the movie will be in theaters for 60 days and then it will hit. Um, it'll hit uh, HBO Max first and then other places after that. Hopefully, after the pandemic, movie theaters will. I have high hopes for the movie theaters. So, I mean, if records need to come back, I feel like theaters can too. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, that's all the news I had. I don't know if you had any news or anything. I think that's it. All right. Well, JoJo, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to having you back for another episode in the future. I appreciate you. Thank you much. Yeah, and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy uh, new motherhood or newish. I know you have some some other kids, but those, those new, new babies are different than the grown <laughs> ones. So I do appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. Thank you. It was always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, and it will be a pleasure, especially since we won't see each other anymore because you'll be leaving Amazon, and I already quit a couple days ago. So, yeah, well, you know, not being appreciated by lots of people. There there are lots of reasons why I quit my job at, at Amazon. It's a good thing, though, but I'm glad that we have our friendship outside of that shithole. And we have these podcasts. Yep, and I, I wish you well in your uh, new endeavors. Wish you well. Uh, in in the spirit of Vince McMahon and WWE, I wish you well in your future endeavors. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, until next time, listeners, all three of our listeners, as Mr. Entertainment Beyond would say, uh, we will catch you um, tomorrow for welcome or welcome to America, Jesus Christ, coming to America too, with uh, me and Alan Weinstein. And until then, uh, thank you guys for listening. And Jojo, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Okay. Bye. <laughs>